Hello and welcome to Saird's Audio Fan Fictions. I'm Saird. Thanks for tuning in. In today's episode, we'll be continuing on with Chapter 12 of November's Secret by Lana Berry. If you've missed any episodes or just want a refresher, please follow the links in the description below. There you should find links to past episodes and chapters. Also, just a quick reminder, the entirety of this fic will be made available as a single complete audiobook upon the fic's completion. It and other complete works can be found on my website at sairdsaudiofanfics.com. Right, with all that out of the way, let's get to it. Happy listening! Chapter 12 Set My Heart on Fire The revelation didn't comfort him. It didn't settle him. Didn't strengthen him. Didn't give him any hope. He sat alone on his bed, Celestino having gone to speak with the other coaches in the restaurant on the first floor. There was something on the laptop playing in the darkness. Voices shrill through the speakers. But Yuri wasn't listening. His heart hadn't stopped hammering since he had noticed what it held. The metal was still around his neck, resting heavily on his chest, and the mask was on the bedside table, face down. For the moment, he didn't know what to feel about it. Ren was uncharacteristically quiet, and Yuri didn't seem to have felt it sink in yet. When the penny finally dropped, Yuri knew what was waiting for him. His phone buzzed beside him. He turned to look numbly at it, his eyes scanning over the blinking screen. Peachy was calling. For some reason, that wasn't connecting, until the light switched off again and it grew quiet. He picked up the phone, holding it to his ear, and was almost surprised that Peachy'd answered so quickly. He hadn't even realized he pressed to call his friend back. Yuri! Peachy greeted with a hint of worry under his friendly tone. I've been calling you for ages. Why haven't you picked up? Why hadn't he picked up? Honestly, he hadn't known it was ringing. He hadn't heard it, or hadn't noticed it. It was a few hours after the medal ceremony, though Yuri had only just had the chance to come back after being nabbed by the journalists and the reporters as well as congratulated by fans and other skaters alike. In that time, Yuri really had only had the chance to have a quick talk with his parents and accept their congratulations before he was whisked away. Yuri, you still there? The voice brought him back. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Congratulations! I wish I was the first to be able to say it, but I'm saying it now anyway. Yuri, you did amazing! You stormed that competition, and it's only going to be a matter of time before you get gold and knock Victor down a peg. The name struck something inside of Yuri. Victor. The Russian with the gold. The man that Yuri had known and admired for a while. The man he had steadily grown to know. The man that encouraged him. Helped him. The man who he couldn't get out of his head. Yuri? Yuri glanced down at his medal. He was so proud of himself, 
and every time he caught a glimpse of it, he couldn't help but feel happy. In all the years that he had taken off, he never thought he would see the day that he would get to hold the medal in his hands. But he didn't have the chance this time to appreciate it as much as he had the bronze. Because every time he remembered the medal, he remembered the way that Victor looked as he stood above him, and what he noticed about himself. Yuri, you're worrying me. Aren't you happy? I... He was, but he was also scared. And now, thinking about it, he found it was starting to consume him. The thoughts he had been keeping at bay were finally flooding in, and Peachy's voice was both a comfort and a catalyst. I am, he replied, his voice a little strained as he admitted weakly. But Peachy, I don't know what to do. There was some shuffling on the other end and Yuri knew his friend well enough to know that he knew Peachy was settling in, finding a comfortable position to be in for what he knew was going to be a long talk. What's wrong? Did something happen? His voice was soft and soothing, already with the promise that he would support Yuri no matter what. How did he deserve a friend like Peachy? Before he could chicken out, he decided to blurt it all out to his best friend. I think I'm in love with Viktor Nikivarov. He waited for his friend to reply, his hands shaking as he held the phone tightly to his ear. The laptop before him flickered to gain his attention, the episode of what it was playing having finished. The room was quiet, but he could still hear his heart thumping almost painfully in his chest. You sound scared, Peachy replied steadily. The emotions flooded him suddenly, crashing through him like a tsunami, agonizingly pressing on every limb, every breath he took, every thought until there was nothing else. And he was scared. His eyes glanced to his mask, finding that, for the first time in his life, Ren Himura was exactly what he was scared of. I am, he admitted. Why? Yuri leaned forward, grabbing the mask to sit it in his lap. Staring down, he felt his throat constrict. Ren had always given him so much comfort, so much confidence. But now he was only worried. Finding the fear easy to place, he explained, Because I know all this feeling is ever going to bring me is pain. Patiently, Peachy'd asked again, Why is that? Yuri knew what his friend was doing. He was getting Yuri to voice all of his thoughts, not only so he could help, but so that Yuri himself could get a clear mind. Yuri's thoughts were always so jumbled, and he wasn't very good at clearing them himself. Because, he started thinking hard, because Victor won't ever love me back. The words brought tears pricking at the corners of his eyes. His chest tightened painfully. He'd only been in love for a few hours and already it was bringing him more pain than he ever expected it to. Why do you think that? You haven't even given him a chance. Yuri trailed the mask with the tips of his fingers. 
So many memories, so many feelings spilled into the plastic, and here he was piling on more. Because he doesn't even know I exist. He only knows Ren, and I'm not Ren. You are Ren. He is a part of you. No, he's something I made. He's not me. He's a fake, a persona. He doesn't have any of my traits. He's made of things I've taken from others. Yes, exactly. You made him. He wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And you might not see traits of yourself in him. But I see some. Yuri curled a little tighter into a ball, breathing deeply, trying to hold back the tears. It hurt. It already hurt so much. He never used to believe that hearts could break, thought it was an exaggeration when people used it. But now he could feel it. He could feel it ripping already. He'd never been in love before. He never thought he would ever find it. Now, he wished he never had. What traits of mine are in him? He asked. Ren's love for food, for one. He has his adorable moments. Can dance. He said it in a way that Yuri knew he was counting them off on his fingers. He's kind to everyone, treats everyone fairly, and is a lot of fun to hang out with. And, obviously, doesn't do much with social media. Yuri felt a chuckle bubble from his throat at the comment. He wiped away a little of the tears that slipped from his eyes. All of his best qualities, in my opinion, come from you, Yuri. Yuri felt his chuckle melt into tears at the words, said so fondly. It's going to be okay, Yuri. Don't give up so quickly. Who knows what will happen a little while down the road. And Victor is lucky to have your love. Even if he never finds out he even held it. Yuri let the words wash over him, feeling their weight against his skin. He knew what Peachy was saying, because they both knew each other very well. He wasn't pushing Yuri to tell or to even come to terms with his own feelings. He only said to hold hope. It was always something Yuri found hard to do anyway. Hoping for something in the future was optimistic, and Yuri was hardly ever such. But Peachit knew that, too. He knew that once Yuri came to a decision, it was most likely going to conclude with one thing. Yuri would hold it in, hide his feelings, for as long as he could. Because Victor didn't need someone who couldn't even be themselves loving him. It already hurts, he told his best friend, knowing that he could do nothing, but already feeling a little better being able to say everything he needed. It already hurts, and I haven't even spoken to him or seen him properly since I realized. As much as I want to say just be yourself when it comes to it, just be Yuri Kosky, you don't want to do that, do you? Yuri sniffed away some of the runny nose, searching quickly for a tissue. No, I'm not ready for that. I don't know if I'll ever be, but definitely not now. Then just be Ren. Ren will know what to do. 
Okay. Because Ren wouldn't shy away just because he fell in love with someone. He would continue to be himself, continue the relationship as if nothing had ever happened. Because confidence could give you everything if you had it. If it's all right, can we talk about something else? I just... I don't want to think too much about it right now. That's fine. Don't worry. You can talk to me whenever you're ready. If I ever am. How about we talk about how amazing you did? Because I haven't been able to get it off my chest yet, and I want to tell you how I nearly got us evicted because I screamed so loud. Yuri gave a small smile, feeling the anxiety slipping away as easily as it had come. Sounds good. But please tell me we weren't evicted, right? I don't want to come back homeless. The celebrations were already beginning. Yuri could hear the groups readying their rooms around his own, the cheering in the corridor, the music down below. The banquet after the world championship was being held in the ballroom on the first floor of the hotel, a fact Yuri had been happy about before. Now he wasn't so sure. He wasn't feeling up to dancing, or drinking, socializing, or just looking happy, really. Not right now. Not when he would need to be in the same room as Victor. The man hadn't even done anything wrong. But it seemed as if his choice was decided when Celestino crashed into the room, a new tie packed in plastic over his arm. I bought you a new tie, he informed, holding it up for Yuri's inspection. Is silver, just like your medal. When he noticed Yuri sitting on the bed, still in his leisure wear, he asked, Why aren't you getting ready? Not wanting to worry his coach, he moved to stand up. I just hadn't realized the time. He gave the biggest smile he could, because he was a winner. He'd gotten the silver, one step away from being world champion. He should be happy. I'll go get changed quickly. And thanks for the tie. It's really nice, he said as he rushed to the toilet. He clicked the door closed, surprised by the reflection of himself in the mirror before him. He looked tired, worried, upset. This wasn't how he was supposed to look. This wasn't the face of a silver medalist. Summoning Ren with everything he had, he pushed Yuri back. As much as he loved what Peachy'd had said, and was thankful so much for his friend for saying them, he didn't believe them. Yuri felt things too much, and he suffered for it. He wanted to be more in control, like Ren was. And Ren rose, submerging Yuri in quiet water, shielding him from the world. Ren looked at himself in the mirror, his back straight, chin high, eyes sparkling like a winner. Already, Yuri was feeling better. Safely tucked away, he could pretend his feelings were a figment of his imagination. Because the Yuri that he saw in the mirror right now, the Yuri that Ren was controlling, was exactly the person he had always wanted to be. Yuri changed quickly suddenly feeling better about going to the banquet. He didn't need to be nervous, did he? Because it was just some fun. Celebration. Why did feelings need to get in the way of that? 
Celestino and Yuri walked in fashionably late, the party already in full swing. His coach excused himself, going to speak to another coach that beckoned him over. Yuri, though, watched the people. It was strange, watching with confidence. Only a few months before, he stood in the corner, lonely and worried about being alone with no one to speak to. Yuri had found it hard to summon Ren then. Now, though, he looked on with the desire to dance. He didn't feel worried anymore. He was a winner, and he came here to celebrate. He found himself in the center of the dance floor, among the couples spinning around. He didn't care about the odd glances he got, or the way his shining silver medal caught all sorts of attention. Instead, he decided to lose himself again, just as he did on the ice, and danced to the music that seemed to want to escape his body somehow. He swayed and dipped, barely registering what moves he was actually doing, his eyes closed and his ears barely picking up anything but the music. The words, whatever they were, weren't speaking to him. The beat, whatever it was, wasn't thumping inside of him. But the emotion of the piece, the things only he could hear, they made him lose track of time, lose everything. It was just what he needed. All the needless emotions and feelings he had been feeling up until now weren't important, even if just for a little while. At the back of his mind, he knew he had to return to it at some point. Yuri was waiting, as comfortable as he was, and Ren couldn't hide him forever. Reality was cruel. Emotions were crueler. Life itself was cruelest. He didn't know how much time had passed or how many songs he had danced through on his own. He'd heard some voices close to him at some point, and he was sure that someone would have tried to talk to him by now. But it didn't register. What made him finally come back to himself was the feeling of someone palming at his ass. He was shocked back to reality, as if someone had poured cold water all over him, or stunned him with electricity. After his sudden flinch, he turned to see Chris there, his hand still steadily placed on his bum. A flush settled themselves on Chris's cheek, a nearly empty flute of alcohol in his other hand. When Yuri noticed him, Chris stepped away, taking his hand back, and stood before Yuri with a smile. His eyes glanced down quickly at the silver before snapping back up to Yuri's mask, a smirk playing on his lips. When I said to go higher, I meant gold, not silver, Ren, he said, taking a sip from the flute, just one more away from finishing. Yuri, still very much surrounded by Ren, tilted his head to the side and teased. No, you said to dethrone the best. I'm just starting with you and finishing with Victor. The name sparked something dull inside of him but it was easier to bear this time. He could easily press it away, as if the name only brought admiration to him, not love. If that's the case, I look forward to the Grand Prix final. Or 
where's the next world championships if I get to see that spectacle? Chris put the finished flute on a tray of a waiter as she walked past. I don't even mind if it pushes me down to bronze again. With a cheeky shrug, Yuri said, Maybe you'll have a new bronze streak. Chris gave a glare, though there was something sparkling in his large eyes, and a smile was trying to pull at the corners of his mouth. He grabbed a quick flute from another waiter, took a sip, and said, I sincerely hope that Victor is getting scared now with you breathing down his neck. Yuri gasped, only lightly, feeling the breath against his mask touch his skin. He wasn't sure where it came from, suddenly, but the image of breathing down Victor's neck rose vividly in his mind. Right, he said, pushing the image away. I'm sure he is. One of Chris's sculpted eyebrows rose suddenly, his gaze surveying Yuri's mask as if looking for a reaction. When he couldn't find it, he said, You cheat. How can I know what you're thinking when you wear that? Yuri chuckled, finding it a nice diversion from where his mind was going. Why do you think I wear it? Because you're a burn victim? Or some faraway prince? Or you actually have my face? Yuri spluttered. Your face? I don't know. You could be some sort of shapeshifter. <laughs> That's a new one. I haven't heard that before. He gripped his chest as the thought of it drew more and more laughter from him. No, I'm not a shapeshifter. That's what you want me to think. A figure stepped beside them. For a second, Yuri was a little worried that it might be Victor. He wasn't ready. But as he turned, he saw someone younger, smaller than even he. The boy, probably about 16 or younger, was glaring up at him with all of the might his dark blue eyes could muster. You're Ren Himura? the boy asked, tilting his head back until his black hair was out of his face. His gaze scanned quickly over Yuri's mask, taking in every little detail. Uh, yeah, Yuri replied. He was about to ask the name of the boy, feeling pushed to greet him as he did his fans. But from the way that the little boy crossed his arms and glared as soon as Yuri's persona was confirmed, he knew that it wouldn't be welcome. Why do you ask? The boy's eyes glanced down quickly to the silver metal around Yuri's neck, and something glimmered in them. Yuri watched, curious, as he saw the way the boy got lost in the sheen. His eyes flickered over the surface, taking in everything he could. Ren was fine with allowing it to continue, but Chris clicked his fingers before the boy's face and with a polite smile asked, and what is it you need, little boy? The boy came back to himself, his eyes snapping to the metal around Chris's neck. With a smirk, he looked up at Chris and said, A bronze, eh? How does it feel to be knocked down? Chris stayed polite, not allowing one single flash of agitation to break his form. It's nice to change things up. And I lost to a better competitor. That's never going to happen to me. To you? 
Yuri asked, the question flinging itself from his lips before he could stop it. The boy's wide eyes turned back to him. Yeah, because I'm going to become the best. I'm not going to lose to anyone. They're going to lose to me. His eyes flickered once more to the silver dangling from around Yuri's neck and back up before he said, I'm not going to settle as second best either. On some level, Yuri felt like he should have been annoyed. But it was near impossible when the boy was having trouble looking up at him at all. Or the way that the puppy fat still clung stubbornly to his cheeks. His eyes still held their innocent sheen, bright and ambitious, not yet seeing the harsh realities of the world. However, it was also easy to see that the boy, when older, would very much be the bane of a lot of lives. Oh, really? Yuri asked, feeling the need to tease the boy a little. He bent down until they were face to face. You think you can get gold? His tone was a little patronizing, but Ren thought it was good to show the boy that he couldn't get everything he wanted. Aim high. Always aim high. But don't become egotistical. The boy flushed in a frustrated pink, dusting his cheeks. Yes, I can get gold. And I can do it a lot faster than you did. I'll get it at my first Grand Prix final. And I'll do it by beating you. Ren, I think we have a little challenger here. Chris stepped forwards and tapped the top of the boy's thick black hair, quickly snapping his hand away when the boy lashed out. But he's still much too young to even attempt it yet. I'm not too young. I could do it now. He took a second to glare at the both of them before he promised, I'm going to beat you two and Victor. He turned to leave, but thought better of it to throw over his shoulder. And my name's JJ. You'll need to remember it. As soon as the words left his lips, followed by a quick smirk and a wink, he rushed off to stand behind the other junior competitors who stood awkwardly in the corner, sipping their fruity drinks. <laughs> well, wasn't that interesting? Chris clicked, a short laugh bursting from his chest. Does his name seem familiar to you? Yuri asked, trying to rack his mind over if it did for him. He knew he'd remember a name like that, but it wasn't coming to him. But he also didn't keep an eye on the junior division. He found that he didn't have a lot of time anymore. Not with the training, or the meetings with sponsors, or his own time. And it reminded him of a time he would rather move on from. I think there's something, Chris replied, his finger raising to stroke the stubble at the bottom of his chin. JJ isn't a common name, after all. But I don't watch the junior division. Same. He wanted to pass it off as nothing, that it was another junior skater that had a massive ambitions. But there was something in the confidence in the boy that struck him. He fished out his phone and searched it quickly. Jean-Jacques Leroy, also known as JJ, he read out to Chris. Canadian skater currently in the junior division, gold medalist in the junior Grand Prix final, and gold medalist in the junior world championships. His coaches are his parents, Alan Leroy and Natalie Leroy. Chris hummed. 
so his confidence isn't unfounded. Seems it isn't, Yuri agreed, scrolling through the gallery of photos of the younger boy. He's fifteen, his birthday coming up in July. So, is he coming to the senior division soon, or is he waiting? Chris asked, moving to stand over Yuri's shoulder. I don't know. It doesn't say anything. Looks like you guys are making friends. Their heads snapped towards the voice, almost as if they had been caught doing something they shouldn't have. Victor stood to the side, one hand in his pocket while the other held a flute to his lips. He raised one eyebrow at their stunned expressions, a smirk playing at his mouth. At the sudden appearance, Yuri not being ready, he felt Ren cower just a little. Yuri was brought to the forefront, his panic rising to fill every crevice of his body, thumping loudly in his ears. Victor looked as beautiful as ever, perhaps even more so, with confidence oozing and his hair softer. The light of the banquet shone behind him, falling brightly onto his back, casting shadows over his lines. Yuri's heart hammered. It felt like it was breaking again. As soon as the thought struck him, Yuri pulled Ren back and the mood eased off once more. It was easier to hide Yuri and lock away his love. Before the other could notice, though, Chris took away Victor's attention. The Swiss man stepped forwards, placing a hand on Victor's shoulder. Unlike you, we feel it's important to get to know the junior skaters, because who knows? Years down the line, they might be competition. Chris cast a glance towards where the young teen had scampered off to. We've already been challenged. He shows promise, Yuri contributed, almost regretting the words as soon as Victor's attention was brought back to him. Victor waved away the comment, not seeming interested enough in the conversation to continue it. Instead, he said, Congratulations on the silver. You really are gunning for my position, huh? Calm, Yuri thought. Just breathe. It's easy to breathe. In and out. In and out. As he looked at Victor's face, his heart speeding, his blood pumping loudly in his ears, he could think of nothing but the love he found he held for the man. He doubted he would ever be able to think of anything again. He pushed everything he could into his face, strengthening it so it wouldn't crack and give away his shame. Thanks, I... Yuri found it hard to find the words. Silver. He had won silver. He should be happy. He felt Ren rise up completely. I only have gold missing from my collection now, he chuckled, tilting his head to the side. And I have a while now between this and the Grand Prix Final to make sure that becomes a reality. Victor gave his own smirk, rising to meet the challenge as he always did. Because he knew he could face it. Because he wasn't ever embarrassed. Then I'll make sure to train even harder, to make sure you have to fight harder. The thought made Ren sore. Yuri would never want to win accidentally or because someone else wasn't trying their best. 
But in Ren, that thought was amplified. Ren wanted everyone to push, to be better, to be a real threat, because then the win was so much sweeter. Yuri didn't mind that aspect of his persona. Ren rose to such threats, bettered himself for them. Everything Yuri wished he could do, but didn't have the confidence for. Ren made sure that everything Yuri dreamed of came true. It'll make my victory so much better, he agreed. Yuri had drank some more champagne, found his way around the sponsors, fans, and journalists alike, the night wearing thin. There was a slight buzz in his system, but he left it at that, remembering the night before the world championship that he had gone out with Victor, Chris, and the other skaters, and couldn't remember much more than drinking and dancing. He hated blank spots. He hated not remembering, especially as Ren. Yuri often liked to take off clothes while drunk anyway, a victim to many blackmail photos Peachy'd had stashed away on his phone. And getting drunk with the mask was dangerous. Luckily, he had woken up with it still on. But the danger still lurked. As the hours wore on, he became increasingly tired. Yuri wasn't good at social interactions. It took far too much energy for it to be healthy. And while Ren loved to bask in the attention and loved to talk to people when he could, it seemed even his persona got tired of endless hours of nothing but accepting congratulations, the same questions over and over, and having to stand straight, be perfect, because he was influential to those watching. The word would always hold terror in his mind. Influential. He wasn't very good at social media, barely ever posted on the accounts that Celestino and Peachy had bullied him into getting. He knew people followed him, knew that it wasn't a small number, and nothing to laugh at. But it didn't strike him how influential he was to the people who did follow. Fans, other skaters, and journalists alike ate up even the little he did post, sometimes just pictures of the ice rink in Detroit. Maybe a publicity sentence if he was doing an interview. They all grabbed the little pieces of his life that he did show. Because they were curious. But he didn't know just how much. He never thought that people watched his actions, listened to his every word, mimicked him because they saw him as influential. Some role model. He found it both terrifying and funny, terrifying because he thought he wasn't anything like that, and doubted that anyone should ever follow his example. Funny because it was exactly what he was doing, mimicking other skaters and influential people and creating more of his persona around them. So he had to be careful with every interaction. And that used up energy, a surprisingly big amount. It was how he found himself on the balcony outside of the banquet hall, overlooking the rich gardens of the venue. The grass shone green under the fluorescent garden lights, the moon in the sky hanging high. 
The small pond at the bottom of the gardens, almost out of eye, was shining in the light breeze. Tall hedgerows, carefully cut to perfection, looked small on this downward view. But Yuri knew they were about three times his height, if not taller. He'd love to stroll those gardens. They looked like something out of a dream, or a European film or television series. It was breathtaking. Not to say that the banquet hall itself wasn't. It shone gold, expensive drapes over every window. Heavy wood for the floors and doors, intricate patterns everywhere you looked. But Yuri didn't have time to really enjoy the view. Not when so many people were begging his attention. There were a few others out on the long balcony, a couple hiding in the shadows as they sipped their drinks and chatted the night away. A man who looked like he had a little too much to drink and was leaning on the railings. A photographer taking photos of the gardens. A coach showing a sponsor the view. And then there was him. He'd found the secluded area of the balcony, shadowed slightly away from the banquet lights. It gave him time to think, and to allow Wren to calm down too. Yuri wanted to sleep. He took his phone from his pocket untouched since the beginning of the banquet, and eyed the message that Peachy'd had sent him hours before. How come all the other skaters are posting about the banquet and you're quiet as ever? Why can't you make Ren as social media crazy as me? Yuri couldn't help the easy smile that slipped onto his face. He quickly went on to tags about the banquet, and, true enough, it seemed to be filled with photos from unfamiliar skaters as well as a few from Chris and Victor, showing off their medals. Yuri seemed to be the only quiet one. Honestly, Yuri didn't really care about the idea of social media. It was a little weird that so many people wanted to know everything that was going on in his life. Celestino even going so far as to express he should do it for the sponsor's benefit. Not that he really understood that. He could give the craze trait to Ren as Ren loved the attention as it was. But he forgot. Yuri forgot that it was such an integral part to his sport. Guessing it wouldn't really hurt, he switched to his camera and angled it so that his chest was in frame, the metal shining under the moonlight. The bottom half of his mask was in shot, slightly dark in the shadows of the balcony. And his suit, brand new and more expensive than Yuri wanted to think about, fit well and made him look quite handsome, as Ren tried to convince. Overall, it wasn't a bad photo, and he felt the pride, late in blooming, flow through him. He had won. He had silver. He had beaten Chris. Why hadn't he realized how big of an achievement that was? He knew why. Something else had been on his mind. Something... Baker. Pushing the thought away, he posted the photo with a small caption of, Guess what I got? on every social media he had. That should please Peachy, as well as his followers, coach, and sponsors for a while. He quickly closed those down before the likes and comments would come rolling in. There, he replied to his best friend. I've posted something. Happy? The reply was almost instant, and he could already hear the excitement flowing through the words. Yes! 
Oh my god, it looks so good on you! Why is it dark, though? I'm outside on the balcony. Talking to everyone got too much. Fair enough. You there with anyone special? Wink. Yuri rolled his eyes and leaned back against the wall, the smile never leaving his lips. No, I'm alone. Aw, that's no fun. I thought Ren was meant to be sociable. It seems even Ren has an end to how sociable he can be. Yuri looked up as something moved in the corner of his eye. The photographer snapped a quick photo of him in the corner, gave him a quick grin and a bow before he fled back into the hall. Yuri knew that coming to the banquet was like consent for all the photographers to take shots of everything. But he hoped that that photo wouldn't be the one posted. He didn't need people to think Ren liked to linger in dark corners by himself. Well, he did last longer than Yuri does. Right? What are you up to? Isn't it late there? Don't you have practice tomorrow? Shh. Yuri felt the bubble of a chuckle rise in his chest. He could already see his friend curled up in his bed, ready to sleep, but with something on the laptop and his phone in his hands. While Yuri was awake often at night because he couldn't sleep, Peachy was up because he just never even tried to sleep. Yuri swore the other boy was nocturnal. Hey, don't take advantage of the fact Celestino isn't there to order you. Go to sleep. But what if something exciting happens? What if you post something else? I have to be the first to like it. I won't post anything until you're awake then. That's not fair. Go to sleep. There was a short period of silence. Yuri knew Peachy was taking his time to weigh up the pros and cons. After a while, though, the reply did come. Fine, mother. Good night. Yuri sent back a goodnight message, then placed his phone back in his pocket. A short conversation with his friend, already lifting his spirits and replenishing his energy. The noise from the hall had settled down some, the party thinning at the late hour. Some were heading home, others almost on their way out. But Yuri knew he would be expected to stay here until every guest had left. Last banquet, it had been so easy, the time flying past. Not as many sponsors had been interested in him, preferring to speak to the gold and silver medalist, seasoned skaters as well. But now, as he proved his skill, they all sought him out. And last time he had other things to distract him from time. Things he didn't want to think about. However, as if beckoned by the thought, Victor stepped out into the moonlight from the hall. For just a moment, his silhouette, defined by shadows, clashed beautifully against the dark colors of the night the banquet hall light cascading against his back. But that moment passed as Victor looked around, searching for something. Yuri didn't have much time to wonder what it was before their eyes met. The connection made his breathing stop, and he found himself wishing that Victor hadn't seen him. 
but he had. Victor rushed over a brisk but steady walking pace, as if he was worried Yuri would disappear over time. His expression was the most memorable, a smile lacing his lips but worry knitting his eyebrows together. Despite his thoughts, despite the way his heart ached and despite his need to be away from the man for fear of Victor finding out his affection, he found himself asking, What's wrong? as Victor got close enough. Victor's smile grew at the sound of his voice and the worry disappeared. Oh, nothing, nothing, he replied. But when Yuri tilted his head to the side and kept silent, he explained, Just, I saw your coach leaving with a sponsor, and I worried you might have gone earlier. It's been so hectic, this banquet. World's banquets always are, and we haven't had a chance to really talk. Oh, Yuri replied, and hated the way it made his heart sore. Hey, can I borrow your phone? Sure, why? Yuri asked, handing his phone to Victor. The other man said nothing for a while, only clicked away at the screen, the smile on his face brighter than before. After only a few seconds, he handed it back. What did you do? Yuri looked at the screen and felt his blood freeze when he saw what Victor had left on it. It hadn't really occurred to him. Not really. Not even before he realized how he felt about the older man. And Yuri never had the courage to even ask for something like this. Even as Ren never thought it. But there it was. Victor's number and details in his contacts. Interesting name, he whispered searching for something to distract his brain from where it was going. Because both Ren and Yuri were both elated, almost hysterical, with the outcome. His eyes scanned over the name, saved by Victor himself, as Victor Sexy Beast Nikivrov. I'll definitely be changing that as soon as I can. Victor pursed his lips, pouting. No, but why? I personally love the name you've given me. Yuri gasped. You put it like that! Victor winked, placing his pointing finger on his chin. Yeah, but no one else will know that. It's in your phone, after all. At Yuri's frustrated gruff, Victor laughed and placed both hands behind his back. And anyway, this way, we can keep in touch. Yuri refrained from doing what his body and mind wanted to do. To pull the phone close and hold it against his chest. And instead, placed it in his pocket. He was glad that Victor couldn't see the blush on his face, but hoped that his hair was enough to cover the blush that reached his ears. You... you want to keep in touch with me? Of course! I can send you loads of pictures of Makajin. Yuri laughed, finding nothing but the truth in his voice when he said, Yeah, I'd like that. Despite knowing that every time the name would flash on his phone, it would make him anxious, worried, happy, and confused, all at the same time. Or maybe Victor was just being polite. Maybe he wouldn't message him at all, and this was only the start of a good intention that would fall through. And you could send me photos of Vic-chan. And we could FaceTime wherever we go. And if we're ever bored, we can talk. 
get to know each other better. You sound eager. It was a surprise. Victor's expression softened, a gentle smile gracing those lips, and it took Yuri's breath away. With each and every second Victor spoke, thought, existed, Yuri was reminded exactly how he had fallen and why it was inevitable. And why it hurt. Victor stepped forwards and looked as if he wanted to reach out. But something stopped him. Of course I am. I really want to get to know you. No. No, you don't, Yuri thought. The voice quiet but distinct in his mind. No. You want to know Ren. You don't want to know Yuri. Yuri isn't what you want. You want someone I'm not. You want Ren. Everyone wants to know Ren. Everyone loves Ren. He replied, Thank you. I want to know you too. Because while he knew his love was lost, unrequited, forever to be painful, he knew that perhaps being friends wouldn't be impossible. Honestly, Yuri would chase anything he could get when it came to Victor. Text me no. It took a moment for Yuri to catch up with the request, but when he had, he quickly sent a simple, Hi. The text chimed in Victor's phone, and it lit up Victor's face more than Yuri could have ever guessed was possible. Saved. Now I can pester you as much as I want, Victor chuckled. You wouldn't be pestering me. You say that now, but just wait until you're telling me to shut up. Yuri didn't think that was possible, but instead said, Okay, I'll let you know when you're bothering me. As something beautiful strummed from the hall, light and breezy, they stilled. Yuri tried to figure out where he had heard it before, the notes familiar to his love-addled brain. But his thoughts were cut short when Victor lifted a hand, ready for Yuri to take. It was all Yuri could do not to faint at the sight. Those who had occupied the balcony with them before had gone inside, rushed out by the steady breeze. They were alone. The moonlight and the shine of the stars dedicated only to them. If Yuri could only see Victor in one way for the rest of his life, this would be what he would forever know. Victor, bathed in moonlight, his gray suit fitting so brilliantly, his hair swaying gently in the brush of the wind, his eyes glittering as if Yuri was the only thing they ever wanted to see. And the smile that would forever make Yuri's heart race. Before he knew it, Ren was making him reach out for the hand. Every noise but the music dulled. The voices inside, the trees rustling, an owl hooting from the garden. None of it existed. Only the breathing of the man before him. His own heartbeat. The music. They were the only things he ever wanted to hear. As they settled into a steady pace, 
familiar now after how many times they found themselves here. Yuri found himself thinking something both tragic and beautiful. This, this dance they shared, still young, still starting. He knew already it was going to become a memory he would always fall back on. Yes, they had found themselves dancing many times together by now, all sorts of different dances. But this one, this one meant so much more to Yuri. Not only because it was the first in which he had realized his true feelings, but also because they were alone, unwatched, only a little alcohol coursing through them, and more intimate than Yuri had known before. Victor's hand rested on Yuri's hip, his other woven tightly with his. His touch was warm against the night air. Yuri's spare hand was placed on the strong shoulder of Victor's, feeling his muscle loosen and move under his touch. They were close, almost close enough for their chests to touch, and Yuri couldn't find the logic to move his face away from Victor's, despite knowing how close they were. Above all, he knew Victor would be able to see his eyes through the mask. Dull brown, too big, hazy because of his need of glasses. Nothing special. And yet he couldn't tear them away. Wren wanted to stare into Victor's eyes, to worship the man before him. And his will was stronger. Because it was Wren that Victor wanted to see. Victor might never know, but Yuri treasured this memory. As they gently swayed in their own isolated world, memories of why they were there at all, Yuri felt his heart ready to burst at the mere sight of the man before him. His skin tingled everywhere they touched, and his breath escaped him when the man tipped him. His lips pulled into a grin when Victor took the lead, spinning them until they took over the whole balcony, their feet sometimes stepping on one another. Yuri found himself giggling his eyes never looking away from Victor. Happiness and sadness rolled over him in waves. He wanted this moment to last forever, to record it and keep it from all different angles, to relive it for the rest of his life. As he grew old, he would remember it and know that the first time he ever fell in love was painful, but beautiful too because he know whom he loved was the perfect first love. They always said that the first love was the most painful, the most remembered, the biggest you'd ever live. He never used to believe it. But now, he more than believed it. He understood it. Overwhelmed with emotions, he found himself wanting to shout them out. But Yuri was too scared of what Victor might think or do. He wasn't ready to let the other know what he thought, and yet the words were bubbling inside his chest. Wren pushed up, thinking of a better compromise. As they settled into a gentle sway, the music dying down, Yuri whispered in his mother tongue, 
私はあなたが大好きです。Victor's smile faltered for a little while as he watched Yuri's mask, still steadily leading the dance. It was clear he didn't understand what the other was saying at all, and wanted to ask why he felt the need to change from English. But there must have been something in Yuri's voice, something desperate that didn't want to have to answer a difficult question. Victor instead gave him a softer smile, one of the softest Yuri had ever seen. He said, the language rolling off his tongue so easily. What? Yuri asked, his voice barely a whisper. Victor's voice as he spoke his native language causing his mind to jumble. Victor merely smirked. I'll tell you what I said if you tell me what you said. Oh, I didn't know I was saying anything. Yuri lied. I'm sorry, I got lost in the moment. I forgot. Victor took that moment to surprise Yuri with a spin. Yuri yelped, but trusted Victor not to let him go. Then I won't tell you what I said. That's not fair. Victor merely chuckled as a reply, not so much dancing as spinning and dipping Yuri all over the balcony. The music lost to them now. And Yuri found himself loving every second of it, the laughter racing from his chest, joyful tears spinning from the sides of his eyes. He fell deeper and deeper in love with the man. And by the end of the night, he knew he was doomed. But for the moment, he couldn't care less. He loved the way that Victor held him tightly, guiding him. Loved the way that the balcony was all theirs, only theirs to make memories out of, only theirs to appreciate. He loved the heat radiating off of Victor, like his own personal son. He loved the way Victor set his heart on fire. At the back of his mind, a movie plays, and he knows that this would be the point in which they would take this romantic moment and make it into something more. This would be where he leaned into a kiss and Victor would accept it and they'd filter off into the next scene where there was nothing but love. But this wasn't a film, and there were too many things stopping him. The mask would only get in the way, and Victor would never accept it. And so, instead, Yuri made himself content with continuing to dance the night away. Author's Notes Translations here I'm sorry if there are any mistakes. I speak neither Japanese nor Russian, only English and Welsh. I love you so much it hurts. You look so beautiful. Narration Notes <laughs> I am so sorry if I butchered those. <laughs> but I tried my best and did get the pronunciation off of Google Translate. So, if they're bad, blame Google. <laughs> Very sorry. 
Well, that is it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed. This has been Chapter 12 of November's Secret. Written by Lana Berry. Narrated by Serd. Theme music, Spirited Away by Guillaume. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in again next time for Chapter 13. Until then, happy listening. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and and there's there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.